um, this is the next episode. Is it really? Yeah. This is. So we were just kind of chit-chatting. This is episode like, 10. It's episode 10. And what Welcome. happens? Well, let's intro it. Welcome to Cheers. episode 10 of Conversations with Goddesses. So what happens with N and I is we're just sitting here kind of talking loosely about what we want to talk about and we go off on tangents and we have to stop ourselves and say, wait, 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 this should be on the podcast because... It's real and raw and, mm-hmm. I mean, we don't want to be organized the whole time. We want to also be silly, silly. because that's how we are. Yeah. We, and we were just talking about a bunch of different things. Yeah, I know. What was the last thing? We were I mean, we about? were talking about the fact that, well, first of all, we like to enjoy a couple of spiked seltzers <laughs> when we record these podcasts because, you know, it loosens us up a little bit. And, and um, it makes us feel like we're 16. All right. So let's come back to some more of the dating terminology. Okay, so this is one. Okay, so this one is called Kanye. Like I got Kanye. Have you ever? And I didn't. I've never heard this term. I haven't either. Um, have you ever been on a date where the other person talked relentlessly about themselves the entire time? If so, you got Kanye. Well, for those of you who have listened to our previous episodes and has experienced this. Um, with oh, psycho text, and then yes. one that they don't even know about yet. Is this time for a tangent? <gasps> oh my god! I think this is a good segue into a tangent because Ed has a new doozy of, oh. a, of a date that was just oh okay. amazing. Hold on. I gotta stand up for this one. Like, she just uh, went on a date with this guy, and I just got to hear the amazingness that um, occurred. And this is a very good example of N getting Kanye'd. So. After all of my app dating experience, I thought I'm still on the apps, but I thought, okay, I'm going to put some feelers out to like people, <laughs> to, like yeah. friends and stuff and see if I could meet somebody IRL because like I out, like the old fashioned way. Right. And like, um, especially, I mean, obviously with quarantine, it's a lot harder, but even aside from that, like the work that I do and the people I'm around, like I'm not really around men to yeah. run into organically and then um I know we talked last time about how style captures people's eyes and I was like fuck because I like run around everywhere in like workout clothes and that's no makeup part of your and profession. yeah but it's nothing style it looks like I'm just but like they're a- cute look how cute she's wearing very cute workout clothes right now a ragamuffin Um, so anyway i just thought like okay i'm gonna randomly like throw this out to some people and i happened to connect with over something random on facebook with a girl i'd worked with a few years ago so i just was like in mid conversation i was like oh hey by the way i'm just kind of i'm like single i'm open to meet people if you happen to know anybody who's wanting to meet people also like feel free to give my number and so she was like okay actually I know somebody that's into like fitness and is into like, you know, it's the same things that you're into. And and she sent me a picture and the picture looked, and you know, this is interesting because when you first see somebody before you've heard them talk or know anything about them, you could think that they're really, you know, attractive. Uh And then as soon as they start talking, you're like, wait a second, they're not hot or, you know, vice versa. You don't think somebody's that hot. I've had a voice ruin it for me. (laughs) They sounded like the Tiger King. (laughs) And do you want to preface like what this what industry this person is in? Okay, so yeah, I'm gonna kind of have to. You have I get, to. Okay, so it's like the the film industry, like acting. So I, you know, do some acting, and um, I love it, and and then fitness. And so she's like, this guy's really into fitness, and he's an actor, and he's really into that. And so when people say people are really into acting, I feel like it could be a couple different people. There's the people that do work a lot and are good at it and are just like they they like talk about it but not in a like annoying obnoxious right and then I feel like there are some people that talk about it like I mean I feel like this is a type of person have you ever we Ed and I both have done acting and we audition often um one of my other girlfriends and I at one point we're going to make like a YouTube series about the people in the waiting room of auditions because it's what you're talking about you hear them over there one-upping each other just like, well, I did this and I shot this and I read for this. And I'm, and it's like they have no identity and they're just yelling as loud as they can so everyone in the room can hear like. I feel like it's like that in theater too. Like when you're in theater, there are the kids or the people that walk into the room like, I'm here. And like, yes. it, you know, and just like so Always big and so loud and they just talk about it too much. So she's like, okay, so this guy sends me the picture. I'm like, okay, he kind of seems like he could be good looking. And so she, um, connects us all on messenger and is like, Hey, and meet 
this guy. I was like, okay, cool. And then he put his number out there and he was like, hey, text me if you want. So I texted him and um, he did say he was in church right then. And I was like, say a prayer for me. I haven't been there in a while. <laughs> and uh, um, so anyway, we set up a phone call. So we start talking and he goes like, immediately into talking about acting. Like we didn't even really have any small talk or anything. Oh Lord. And he knows you're an actress as well. Right. I'm trying to think like what, what he said right out of the gate. Oh, okay. He was talking about how he was traveling, like doing some work in Atlanta and he shot part of a series here and he's going here and here. And I was just like, gosh, is there like, there's really not that much shooting right now during like quarantine and stuff. There's some stuff, but not a ton. We're in Texas and we don't get a whole ton of auditions here for like anything super significant. Maybe like yeah, it's mostly play commercial work. Mostly commercials or like one scene things or whatever. And so I was like, wow, like how are you getting all of this stuff and he's like I just asked the casual question I was like just how are you getting all of these auditions and stuff and he launches off like almost I felt like he was almost yelling at me and he was like from originally New York so he had that like kind of New York like aggressive fast talker yes which is fine I mean we're fast talkers but New York is a more aggressive like Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It felt yeah. like it was at me, and he was like, "Well, I'm always out there, and I'm grinding, and I'm calling casting directors, and I call casting directors every week, and I ask them how they're doing, anything I can do for them, and do you do that? Do you?" And I was like, "Oh my god!" Like no. I just like thinking we're having this chill conversation, and I was like, "Yeah, I've gone through phases, you know, where I reach out to some people, but also in the industry, like that's not really you don't do that considered appropriate at yeah, all. You don't so do that's that. kind of weird. I don't know exactly where he's going with that." And um, I mentioned, I was like, yeah, the last audition I had was just for like one line on a show. And he's like, what was the line? And I was like, <laughs> um, I don't remember. And he's like, no, well, what, what was it? And I was like, I don't know. And he's like, okay, well, I'll give you a line and you <laughs> read it back to me six different ways oh, and show me how my. And I was like, um, no, I'm not going to do that. He's like, you got to play the opposites and you got to like do something different than everybody else is doing and all this stuff. And I was like, well, a lot of times for the one line stuff, they're looking for a specific look. And he's like, no, don't give me that. Don't give me that. Like you got to be out there and I do this acting class and I do that acting class. And I, I just got these headshots taken and these headshots are money. (laughs) (laughs) These headshots are money. And I prepared to take the headshots for five months. I was like, what would you do to prepare to have your picture taken? For five months, he prepared for headshots. (laughs) But a headshot is quite literally your head and you're smiling. And I'm just like, keep trying to take it back to a really like calm place. That ship has sailed. At some point during this, he was eating too. Like I could hear him eating. He's like aggressively crunching. (laughs) Yes. And I was just like, um, oh, well, let me see your headshots. You know? And he starts sending them to me. And then he's like, look at that one. Did it look like five months of prep? (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, they're all different. They all do something different. And he's just like attacking me. And I haven't even said anything yet. And then I said, if you want to check out some of my acting clips, you can go to my Instagram. I hate Instagram, (laughs) but he's on it. And so he goes to it while we're on the phone and he's scrolling through and like, like, I don't even know if he had the sound on or not. And he's like, okay, okay. I see this audition. I I see what you're doing wrong here. And I could, and I was like, "Mm, no, I mean, I don't really post. And it wasn't an audition. It wasn't an audition. I was like, I don't post auditions on my Instagram. This was a, an outtake. Like, he was looking at, uh, like, I post a lot of outtakes because my dog Annie, like, gives me a lot of outtakes. She always, like, grumbles and barks. Yeah, and they're cute and funny. They're funny. And so he was like, what's your eye line doing in this one? What's your, why are you looking over to the left? And I was like, it's an outtake. And it's you're looking not, at your dog. I'm looking at my dog. She's barking in it. This is not an audition. And he's like, no, no, Now I'm looking at this. And I had posted, like, at the beginning of quarantine monologue challenge and it's a scene from rabbit hole with nicole kidman and he's like so why are you looking away from the camera like um i know this audition i've seen this audition i've seen girls do this audition in my acting class recently and i'm thinking it's not an audition it's from a movie that was shot years ago with nicole kidman but he's acting like he knows what it is and he's like i've seen my acting teacher give them some direction and they came back and they like did it so much different and like why do you keep looking away uh okay when you're talking to somebody and you're like breaking down over the death of your son you don't usually hold eye contact maybe or like whatever comes naturally like i'm just like kind of going with it and he just went 
off. He's like, when I take auditions, I put like, like I check my eyeline and I, this and that. And, and he like, tapes the wall to know where to look. He puts tape on the wall. So he knows where to look during it. And, and then I did say, well, this is a scene from rabbit hole. And he's like, yeah, I know. And so he like was one of those people that no matter what you said, he was going to He's a one combat it. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine like being in a relationship with him? No. He said he was asking me to do something like to, oh, he goes, why didn't you do some different takes on this? Some Try something different. And I was like, I mean, I did a few different takes. This is the one I chose to post. And he's wanting me to like do an exercise, acting exercise with him and read. And I was oh, like, no, I'm not going to do that. this is your first phone call. Yes. And I started erasing it. I was like, I'm not going to do that. And he's like, he's like, why are you getting so upset and defensive? And I was like, I thought we were going to have a phone call where I got to know you and it was going to be like laid back. And he was like, this is laid back. And I was like, okay, I've got to go. And we hung up. That was amazing though. I told Anne the first time she told me the story, like I, I needed a Xanax. Like I, right now I feel like I need one again. Oh my Just God. He's like, so the Imagining being in a relationship with him. Like, and don't talk that game and like yeah. put me on the spot like that. Like, are you fucking kidding That's me. That's insecurity. Like, I didn't ask him for any advice. He's actually, anyway. So that was amazing. Amazing. No, it really was. You have like the best stories. I'm always like, wow, like you can't make that up. Oh, this is kind of like a, just a tiny tidbit of a story. So the guy I told you about that is an Argentinian dermatologist. Yes. I had a FaceTime with him and then we had a walking date at the lake. And it was so funny because, okay. This was last night. Was that last night? No, no, was it? Night before last, last night. night. No, 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 night, night before, before last. last. <laughs> so, okay, <laughs> we are first messaging on the app, and then we do a FaceTime, and he's like, I have my hair down in the FaceTime and everything, and obviously, like, make sure my lighting is good. And he's like, Oh gosh, you're so pretty. You look good. And I was like, Oh, thank you, thank you. So, we go to do the walking date and we're walking. It's like a hundred and something degrees, right? But, um, so I'm wearing like workout. I have my hair in a ponytail and we get out of the car and we start walking and he goes, you look so much more beautiful and kind of was saying this slow. And as soon as he said beautiful, I was like, oh my God, thank you. Cause I thought the rest of that sentence was going to be, <laughs> you look so you much so beautiful in person oh right god, oh god, oh god. And, and I was like oh my god thank you like like clutching my pearls <laughs> <laughs> my hand on my chest like wow and he goes so much more beautiful with your hair down <laughs> in a ponytail at the time and I was like what? Uh, what I know and I was like oh yeah and it was like he didn't realize that was like an insult kind of I don't know what? yeah and then, I mean, it was very, I didn't like call him out on it at the time or anything. And I, I would no, have, I mean, I'm sassy though, <laughs> but I feel like that's a, that's a guy thing. Like <clears throat> a lot of my guy friends, I always put my hair in a ponytail. I have a lot of hair like you do. I get really hot and it's long and, and I go out I start the night and I try to have it all pretty, but like, it's almost like my ponytail is like a, an, another appendage and I use it to talk, but I also just like it up because it, it takes like so many degrees of heat off your neck. In Texas, you have to, but a lot of my guy friends will be like, don't put your hair up. You're so much hotter when it's down. <gasps> and they'll say that to your face. So right. I think that's just like, so he might've not even have been saying it like as an insult. It just like subconsciously was like, don't do that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think so. Anyway, it was just funny that I like intercepted it. Funny it? how guys say things like that that they have no idea those little tiny things stick in our brain. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> the more of my face that's covered by my hair is when I look prettier. <laughs> Thanks. Um, okay. Okay. So back to our terms. Back to our terms. Because we got off on a tangent on Kanye. We like tangents. You were Kanye by this last guy. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, do you want to do this one? Um, okay. This is hilarious. <laughs> white clawing. With all the hype surrounding white claw right now, lots of people are hopping onto the trend just because it's popular. But let's be real. Is it really that good? Well, you can do this in the dating world too. White clawing is the act of staying with someone you find basic and boring just because you find them attractive. And 42% of people surveyed say they've known someone who has done this. So, okay, let's break this down. So they're saying within the dating world, yes. it's 
they have nothing to offer, but they're hot mm-hmm. and stylish maybe. Mm-hmm. So you like keep it up, but like you kind of think they suck. Yeah. I also like White Claw, but I'm just I saying. I know, and we like truly. But this is, so have you ever done that? Have you ever um, stayed with somebody because they like had cool friends and they were hot, but like the personality kind of sucked and like the conversations kind of sucked? No. I don't think I have either. Mm-mm. But until like this round <clears throat> of dating, I've like been in relationships back to back. Yeah. Pretty much. But even when I was in relationships, mm-hmm. I almost a lot of times before my last like couple of exes, I would go out with guys who were not considered attractive mm-hmm. a lot of time because I wanted the personality and they were funny. Mm-hmm. So like, I think a lot of people looked at me like, what's she doing with him? And I have to say in my experience with dating like, the male model types haven't necessarily panned out either, so. Hmm. No, I don't have that experience. I don't think on either direction. So we don't like white clawing this stuff. No. Okay. Typecasting. Have you taken the Myers-Briggs personality test? We have. <laughs> we have. Then you'll understand this one. If you're someone who chooses who to date based solely on personality types or love languages, I hate to break it to you, but you're typecasting. of singles say they know someone who has talked about their Myers-Briggs or love language on a date. I believe in this. Like, it's so true to me. And when I read it uh, and Mm -hmm. what my type is, like, you wouldn't think so because mine has uh, part of it's like slightly introverted, but I'm an extroverted introvert. But mine is like so freakish on point. I do think I I was very skeptical about it before, but I do. I do. I'm kind of coming around to it because I do think it does say something about your personality the way that you well and they use this like my dad like Mm -hmm. they use these as like big corporations right to figure out which role you're best in so there is some Mm -hmm. science i mean it's i do like i've even talked to you about like Mm -hmm. guys i'm talking to that i know they're myers-briggs and i'm like i know that this is part of why this is happening yeah it it helps you to understand people's motives i think a lot yeah i think so Um, so i definitely typecast and then i'm big on uh horoscope and zodiac yeah. 100%. Because I know the Zodiac signs that are like my toxic match. Mm-hmm. And I know the ones that are like 100% meant to be. And it's usually like weird how well I get along with the one that's like across the board, you're 100% compatible. Um, definitely coming around to the personality test thing that I do see on a lot of the dating profiles, people will put their personality type and then the love languages thing, though. Have I talked about my my like problem with the love languages on here yet? No. Oh, I don't believe in them, and this is why. Because oh, I knew no tangent time. I have a I have like a take on the love languages. <laughs> I believe in them. Okay. Well, I think that it could be based on what you didn't get in your last relationship. Like for instance, my last relationship, this guy wanted to touch me and hug me all the time. The physical part had gone for me. I did not want to be touched by him. He did not ever get me any kind of any gifts at all. And so I never thought of myself as somebody that needed gifts or anything. But after having, after being in that relationship, I'm like, I want gifts. And then also, and I bet he would have said coming out of that relationship, that physical touch was his love language. Which all guys pretty much do, but because right. he didn't get it. And so I feel like if, you, if you're in a relationship where say the person can't get enough of you physically, but they don't provide for you in a different way, that's what you're missing. And so, or if you're in a relationship, like say, say my marriage he did not want to be physically with me, but he provided like tangible things, gifts, if you will. So coming out of that relationship, I would have said physical touch is my love language because I was lacking that. Can I offer an alternative yes. view? Yes. I think it could also be what you were raised with as far as like a woman, like what I saw my dad, my dad like change the oil in all our cars. He was up on the roof fixing things. He would never hire a service person. He, you know, if we got a flat tire on the side of the highway, my dad was there. He came to rescue us all the time. Acts of service is my love language. And I have to say with X of 13 years, he did do a lot of stuff. Like he would fix things around the house. He would be outside working on a car and fix the plumbing. And that is when I was the most attracted to him. When I would see him like underneath the toilet with like his tools and his like white t-shirt and jeans that's when I wanted to like sleep with him the most it just does something to me and I don't know if it's because I grew up with a daddy who was like 
that was what he took care of shit. Like, you know what I mean? I love that about X. I could call him and he could change a tire on the side of the highway. There's a lot of guys now that don't even know how to change tires. They call AAA. And like, that But don't manly- you think that any woman watching their man do those things would be, would get warm and fuzzies about it? I don't know. I don't know if that would be their love language though. Like, I don't, I really don't like gifts. X got me lots of really nice gifts, like computers, furniture, like jewelry. And I would get it and he would bring flowers sometimes, but I would just kind of be like, well, because they're, cool. I don't know, but I feel like because there's other parts lacking in your relationship that you may be like, oh, this isn't going to make up for all of that. I don't know. I just didn't get yeah. excited about gifts. Like, mm-hmm. but I'm like that with everybody, like my family, anybody. And I'm also one of those people, like maybe it's because I've been an independent person that's taking care of myself forever. When I need something, I just go buy it. So I don't sit around and like want a bag or like, and even the flowers, it's like the thought that counts. I would just be like, but what, but it's hard to say because but I got them all the time for me. Right. And so then you weren't needing that. So you weren't lacking that. So you weren't craving that. Now me, uh, like say we both started at the same place and then you were in a relationship where you got a lot of gifts. I was in a relationship where I didn't. So you're coming out of that being like, I don't feel like I need that. That's fine. But, but you got them. And I'm coming out being like, that but I did it in get. a lot of my other relationships, mm-hmm. but I never found myself like when I got to X relationship where I got them all the time, I never was like, this is what it's like to get like, literally I'm saying I've had like absolutely no gifts to like gifts and that are thoughtful all the time. And mm-hmm. the cards that X would give me were like, I told you this. So he's very verbose and like really good at like uh, words of affirmation. Um, no, I just mean like, he's very good at like expressing his feelings. Mm -hmm. Like, even if it's like in an argument, like he's very articulate and he can say like very like calmly and rationally, like what's going through his brain, which I appreciated. But I mean, I would get like, I have cards saved and I, I liked that. I did, but there was something about the acts of service. And I think it's because Mm -hmm. like that just got me. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't, I mean like then if I feel like if you're in a relationship where say, as I've, I've heard people mention this before, like on actually J train and stuff. So I don't know. I get what you're saying, but I do feel like a variable and that could be what you're not getting. I don't know. I don't know. Or what you saw as like the masculine superhero role as a child. Like Mm -hmm. that's kind of what you're programmed to like want. They always say you marry someone who's like your dad. Yeah. But your parents are still married. Like you had a dad in your house. Like. I don't even know what that would be. There's variables because it's different for every situation. Right. Like society wise, so many people from our generation and beyond like did not grow up with two parents. And so that would be kind of hard. But anyway, interesting. Interesting. Different perspectives. Yes. Okay. Um, So you do this one. Eclipsing. When you begin dating somebody new, it's important to recognize shared hobbies and interests so you know what you have in common. But when you immediately adopt all of their hobbies and interests as your own, you're, quote, eclipsing. Nearly half of all singles have experienced dating someone who took up all their hobbies. And 45% admitted to actually having done this themselves. I have never personally done that. And I don't think I've ever had anybody do that to me. But I have girlfriends that that is them. Really? The second they start dating, they are up their boyfriend's ass and everything, like if they're dating like a Wall Street guy, all of a sudden they're like put together. If they're dating like a hunter guy, they're wearing the like flannels and they're going hunting on the weekends and drinking beer. Like they become, and you can't talk to them. They literally, Brad Pitt is famous for this. Hmm. Every girlfriend he's had, they say he like looks like them. Like remember him and Gwyneth dated, they had the same haircut and they dressed the same. And then it was Jennifer Aniston. They kind of like had the same, hmm. like he morphs into whoever his girlfriend is at the time. Interesting. Yeah. So I've seen it. I haven't experienced it. Have uh, you? No, I'm trying to think I haven't, but I feel like I see this like in my mom and this may be um, like, God, I totally see it in my mom now that I'm thinking about it. Like think she went from being a nurse and my dad was like a country club, like entrepreneur CEO guy. And then they got divorced and the guy she started dating was a a biker. I'd never heard her mention a thought about a motorcycle. And then she's like wearing leather halter tops. She had the gear. Opening a bike shop, got tattoos, like full on started hanging out with bikers. And then her current husband is super like right wing. And she just like regurgitates all of what he, he says, says, even though if you, and if you ask her like a follow-up question, she can't answer because none she of them just are. She the sound bites. Right. None of them are her own thoughts. Yeah. There are women that do that. And I think that's sad because I think it says that they don't like have a, a big, strong sense of their own self. 
they're just kind of like silly putty. Yeah, like, I feel like we're almost the opposite of that. One hundred percent. Like we want to be like. I'm hard to t- I'm hard to tame. You're uh, hard to tame. Like, and if you get me, I'm not ever gonna like comply. Even with us on this podcast, you see us like like having a post. Like we I don't want to just agree with each other. But I like think that's we're always good like, no, I do too. I, I think, think everybody good. listening, it, one's gonna probably list, agree with you, and one's gonna agree with me. Yeah, but we're not like yeah 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 totally girl everything he says 100 right like, oh, i have a different perspective yeah yeah interesting no, i'm stubborn af as i keep saying but i'm a taurus like i said horoscopes totally leaving it <laughs> okay you do this next one dial toning over the last year or two ghosting completely blew up on the dating scene wait can i just say something that's funny yeah millennials and the yeah. new generation don't even know what a dial tone is they don't i was have thinking them. that they don't have dial tones no. It's like when we roll the window down and we do this with our hand. Yeah. The motion of actually rolling. No, it's a button. Okay. Uh, Or we mm. tape something. Yeah. Like tape an audition. Or even hang up a phone call. Yeah. Like we do this, like call. call. Right. (laughs) What is, is, are you holding a banana? (laughs) (laughs) Over the last year or two, ghosting completely blew up on the dating scene. Dial toning is similar to ghosting, but involves ignoring the other person before the relationship ever even begins wait what when you dial tone someone you give them your phone number but you never reply a whopping 60 percent of singles have experienced this and 35 percent have actually done it i did it remember the comedian he asked for my number uh-huh i gave it to him uh-huh. and he the first text was it's mike dot 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 from last night and there was no hello or anything and I oh. literally never even responded mm. to the first text like it was over before it began I feel like this has happened a couple times too like where I'm messaging with somebody on the apps and it's like banter and it's good and then we'll exchange numbers and either from either direction like there's been once it was a comedian also we what? started <laughs> we started texting and then all of a sudden it just went to Instagram DMs like, and then there hasn't been another text after that. And then there was another guy, that tennis player guy with the the English tennis player guy. Remember that, like, one day that I was like, the no. British, yes, no. I sent you, like, what? <laughs> oh, yes, It was, like, yes, one yes, day. Yes. Like, we're messaging, bantering yes. back and forth. And then I was like, is it easier to text? He's like, so much easier. And we texted that night, and then that was it. Yeah. Never, never talked to him again. Yeah. Yeah. So that just happens. It's just something. It does because it's kind of like, you know, like, what's the point? Like, that first initial is uh-huh. enough to know, like, that it's not going to be a thing. Oh, and that reminds me, too. I don't know if I uh, told you about this, but did I tell you about how I ran across a high school friend of ours? Oh, no. On the dating apps? No. This was, this was, I thought he was married. Not anymore. Well, hopefully not. <laughs> he, um, this was before quarantine because I remember, damn, this was the beginning of my whole thing. So I, like, saw him on there. I'm like, I know this person. We were friends in high school. We made out once. And um, I remember him sneaking over to your dad's house. Oh, your dad's house where we used to go hang out uh-huh. and we could sneak boys in the window. Cause your dad was a lot more. He it, snuck in the window. Wait, he I'm did one think. time. I'm trying to remember that. I remember he came over and we also had the two Steve sneak in the window. Oh, I remember that. And my dad was home that time. I don't think And we had them like hide in the closet. Yes. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, but we were such good girls. Um, we really were. We really were. Like, I think we were such good girls. But if like my son was participating in any of the same stuff we were doing, I'd be like, what? But we didn't do anything bad. No, but I mean. But they were just hanging out with us. We also had really, like, I had a strict dad. My mm-hmm. first date, my dad followed us in his car. Do you remember that? And uh-uh. then you and I got in your car and we snuck off. My first date was Steve. Oh, we went to Chili's. Uh-huh. I remember going to Chili's. Chili's. Yeah. And my dad followed mm-hmm. in the Oldsmobile mm-hmm. and we all went inside and then we got in your car and we went, I think to your dad's house because my dad was like, I'm going to leave and come back. And we went to your dad's house long enough. And then you brought me back. I remember all those pieces. I didn't remember them being all the same night. Yeah. Hmm. No, I think there was a couple nights where they snuck in the window. Well, so this high school guy, I, um, um, saw him on the absence was towards the beginning. So I was like, oh, well, I want to like say hi. Like I wasn't attracted to him, but I was like, oh my God, this is somebody I haven't seen or talked to yeah. in like a long time. So I swiped right and he did too. So we're messaging on there and then we exchange numbers and he was just very like not giving me anything on there. Like, how's your day? I mean, like just boring. And then uh, for a couple days, like I was having to like, really like make the conversation happen and then 
the last night, I remember this, I was leaving the mall. This is why I know it was before quarantine. So I remember getting in the car and I got a text from him and it just said, good day, question mark. <laughs> like not even, did you have a good day this or how was your day? what my texts are like with this one. So then I didn't reply to that and then I never talked to him again. But I was like, really? Good day? You can't even like form a complete sentence. Is there a follow-up? Uh, like, hi, how are you? No. Like, they, yeah, or say something like funny or clever. Like, I remember him from high school having like a personality. Okay. This next term is glamboozled. Getting glammed up if you've ever dolled yourself up only to be canceled on at the last minute you've been glamboozled. Over half of singles have experienced this, and I'll tell you from experience, it's the absolute worst. I have had this happen. I have this like insecurity about me where I feel like I have to leave the house being full glam. I don't know if it's because I'm a, I'm in the modeling industry. People expect that person they see to come walking through the door. I have had a person that I dated when I was first single was really bad with remembering schedules. And there was like a time where I got completely dressed up. I think I even went and bought a new outfit and like 100% just forgot about it. And the next day it was like, so are we still gonna like, and the day had come and gone. And, I, and in my head, he had no idea that like I had gotten all dressed up mm-hmm. and sat there. And I was like, okay, well I'm going to bed with like lashes on. I mean, I was like full glam boozled. Mm, the, now, that's the worst. So this actually, this is kind of a sad story, but it wasn't like necessarily glam boozled, but it's kind of a similar version. So with... Fuckboy Zero. This was after we had transitioned from into like casual zone, but it was like at the beginning of casual zone. So we were still seeing each other like kind of like not frequently, like maybe every other weekend or something like for a night. But it was Mm -hmm. still like last minute was hookup and I knew what it was and everything. And it was like a Friday night or something. And we had been texting and um, he was like inviting me to come over. And it was like, eight or nine at night. And I was like, okay, yes. Like really? He's like, yes. Da, da, da. And so I like shaved, you know, I got like, right. I packed a bag. I told my son, I'm going to fuck boy zeros tonight. <laughs> um, she and, didn't actually use this word. Right. He knew Cause, the name. Cause he knew who he was. Like, obviously, like I said, we've hung out and everything. So I was like, had the overnight bag packed. I was ready to go. And then I'm texting like, should I head over? Nothing. Should I like, nothing so i lied to my son and i was like like we're rescheduling but really he just fucking never answered and then the next day he said that um like his phone wasn't working or something like that uh-huh. yeah and i will say on this too i have been glamboozled by my girlfriends who have forgotten like some of my girlfriends we planned a night and they just like forgot and i got all dressed up and like the same thing don't answer don't hear and the next day it's like oh my boyfriend and i like passed out i'm like I was sitting there ready to like go. Oh, but it happens. Yeah. I think also you and I are just like, we're talking about like punctuality is important to uh-huh. us. And we just, if we say we're going to do something, we're going to do it. Yes. You'd be surprised how many people don't subscribe to that same. Wow. Theory. I, I don't know if it's being a people pleaser or being considerate or what, but yeah, I feel like I don't want to let anybody down. Yeah. I don't want to like fuck anybody over. I also just feel like I'm a woman of my word. If, if I, if we say we're doing something at this time, we're doing it. If you tell me like I in enough time, like I can't do it, that's different. But like letting the time come and go with like no answer. And that's just, yeah, I would never do that to another person. No, but a lot of people can. Okay. So you do hat fishing. Okay. Yes. Okay. Hat fishing. When I was on ship for N, um, the one thing I told her I didn't like was when a guy was wearing a hat in their profile picture or all of their pictures, because this hat fishing thing is real where Guys wear hats in all their pictures because they are bald or losing their hair. I am not knocking men who are bald or losing their hair. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying that because that's a huge part of what you look like. If you look one way in all your pictures with your hats on and you show up and you're like slick bald, what if you're a woman who isn't attracted to bald men? Mm -hmm. Like I feel like you falsely advertised yourself or Mm -hmm. you covered up a huge part of who you are. That's who you are and that's fine, own it. But like, it's a little deceptive. It's like girls with the Snapchat filters and then they sit down at the table in front of you and you're like, who who are you? That is exactly what kitten fishing is. Kitten fishing, someone may describe themselves in an unrealistically positive light or photo manipulation as in beauty enhancement or exaggeration of facts 
as in specifying in a profile that they're a doctor when they're actually still a medical student oh, in training. Yes. So that could be the filters or it could be like putting a picture up that's from 10 years ago or if you're like hiding your body a little bit. Um, or pumping up your resume. Or pumping up your resume. Yeah. Kitchen fishing. I like that word. I'm trying to think of that's happened to me. Um, that can throw you off so much. Like when you're mm-hmm. expecting one thing and it's opposite and you're like in the heat of the moment of meeting them for the first time, you don't have a chance to like run out of the door or process what's going on. You're just kind of sitting there experiencing it like what? So I can imagine if I was a guy or a girl and this person sits down in front of me and they're bald and I didn't know it or the girl had like 8,000 Snapchat filters on her face. It's a jarring, shocking experience. So it's like, it sounds superficial, but it's not. It's just because you have this totally one idea and then it's, and it's not that you're like totally thrown off your game. Now, the guy that um, that is my friend that I hooked up with that one time, the first time that we met, like, for coffee after we'd been messaging on the apps, he we were talking about, like, experiences on the apps, and he told me, and this, like, this kind of sucks, but he, t- he did tell me, like, he had met up with this girl and all of her pictures, she looked like, I don't want to say normal, but anyway, when he got there, she had, like, a big scar across the side of her face. Aww. Like, big? Yeah, that's what I was like, oh, shit. Like, we all have, like, scars or stretch marks or something. Babies leave um, a number. But I guess it was, like, really significant. And he was Aww. like, she didn't present that in her photos. But I was thinking, like, that really sucks. It doesn't. How do you bring that up? Like, hey, I, I'm glad you like my photos. And those are versions of what I looked like before this horrible thing happened to me. And then if you have that in your photos, then yeah. you feel like nobody's... That sucks. I think a scar is different too than like altering your bone structure or giving yourself hair when you don't have it. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think that last guy, that ice cream date guy, like didn't really look like his pictures. Uh, Well, let's do one. Let's just do love bombing and then we'll take a break. Love bombing. The major fact you should know about love bombing is that it's an example of a manipulative and abusive behavior. As the words imply, the modus starts with someone being too showy in their affection for you only until you commit to the relationship. Thereafter, the bombing happens as they withdraw that excessive dedication and show their real cruel intentions. Oh my God, this is like, this is classic narcissist. But that's what all narcissists do in the beginning. Really? They love bomb you. Oh my God, that's my fuck boy zero. He did, he love bombed you. Hmm. I think I said that in that I know you did. That's what they do though, because you're like, overwhelmed in bliss they're just like boom 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 love love and then love you feel so dumb and you let it go you let down your guard and then mm-hmm. it's like the real i mean shit. i thought about him after the fact like when he was so love bummy and like acting like he was into me it was also over the holidays like i've mentioned and then part of me is like his kid was going to be staying with him was it just like oh this will be a good like person warm body that yeah. has a kid also that I can like love bombing is um, always listed in um, signs you're being emotionally abused. Aww. Because why am I always it. getting emotionally abused? But it is. It's, it's an emotionally abusive uh, manipulation tactic that narcissists use. Come on, guys, stop with the emotional abuse. Um, yeah. Okay, let's pause it. Okay. Potty break. Um, I'm trying to think what we can segue. I know. Like, so but we were talking about like we were trying to talk about like funny high school things. So N and I were. Six, 17, we were 17, because that was a song. 17, we're at Fridays, and there was this, these two guys who were older, like, you know, mid-20s, and they came over and um, wanted to talk to us, and we were like, oh my God, we're just 17. So they jumped up on the bar, one of them did, and he started singing that she's just 17, you know what I mean song? Is that the Beatles? I think that's the Beatles. I don't know. She's just 17, you know, I think that's, yeah. okay, but I think it's the Beatles. Anyway. That's kind of memorable, whatever. I think we ended up going back to his apartment, like stupid again, but that was it. That was, okay, fast forward to, I am a real estate agent and as one of my jobs, I get a phone call or a text message probably like six months ago and I get a text message and they're like, hey, um, this is gonna sound crazy and you're probably not gonna remember me, but um, my name is whatever. And he was like, I met you. And he basically explained, this is 
25 years later. He texts me, my number is, you can find it because of my job. He basically alluded to the fact that he had been watching me for 25 years, <clears throat> had never forgotten about that, <clears throat> and had considered the idea of pretending to be a home buyer to get me alone out looking at houses, but decided he would just go this route and be like, I'm just gonna be crazy. He's like, would you have drinks with me? <clears throat> and I was like, no. But the psychoticness of that is like those little crazy seeds we planted as like little young stupid girls. There are crazy people. Like that's crazy to me. Oh, and I 25 years. That is insane. And I did see that person on dating apps. They swiped. Yeah. So they were in my flight queue. That's that real scary. Very crazy. And what's scary too is the fact that he admitted he was going to pretend to be a buyer. Because I wonder how many <gasps> guys is. all the time I get these calls and I'm oh like. God. Do you really want to go see a house or are you just trying to like yeah. get me alone? It's scary. I think that too about like whenever I go to people's houses for the fitness stuff, I do always think like, um, this is I why can, I have the background check. Yeah. I could walk into this person's house and end up in a basement somewhere. Yeah. Um, okay. So had some crazy times as kids. I know. And we survived them. I want to then do another fuck boy update. I want to yes, do, let's do that. Okay, I want to do one on the uncle fancy fuck boy, the affluent guy we talked about previously on another fuck boy gets his wings. Um, this guy that like basically ghosted me, and he should have been way above that because he like was super Mister Manners and Mister like success. And I remember like he was talking about how all of his uh, friends' wives were always trying to set him up and I was like oh gosh really he's like yeah I mean like a connected guy and this like he was calling yeah. himself a very connected guy oh god like okay like basically talking about yourself in third person I know so okay so he basically ghosted me after the last night I spent with him and then we like supposedly had a good night and we're very physical that morning <laughs> and then never texted me again. And, and we sent him so a, a bait text. What was your bait we text? We sent him the bait text July 11th, Saturday at 6.35 p.m. The bait text we sent was... Of course, dot, dot, dot. But then an hour later, I was afraid that that text might right. look like I was saying, of course, you're not like going to call me back. Right. And so I didn't want it to look passive aggressive. So I sent um, one hour later, I sent, sorry, wrong person. I roll laughy face. Hope you had a great week. Smiley face. He did not reply to that. So eight days later, eight days later, I was like, okay, obviously this is over, but I'm not going to let the country club motherfucker not have to look his country club motherfucker. <laughs> look his asshole exclusive club at Highland Park Village. Look yourself in the fucking face. Um, so I sent him eight days later at 8.14 in the morning on July 19th. Hey there, I just wanted to reach out to you so that instead of ending communication so abruptly we could offer each other a less acerbic sort of ending. I know we didn't go out very many times but I do consider spending the night with somebody important to me personally so it just felt a little bit unsettling to have such an acute cutoff. So just as two considerate adults who have some level of respect for each other I just wanted to say that I enjoyed meeting you and spending time with you and I hope everything is going well on your end. Wish you all the best. Okay, so I know what would have been like the standard status quo advice would have been to say, delete his number, don't block reply, him. block him, don't text him. But I would have just felt like unfinished business, you yeah. know? So I'm so glad I sent that. Again, not necessarily expecting a reply, but he did reply. He said, I agree. I handled it poorly, which is not like me. I'm not sure, but I felt like something was a little off between our personal connection. The physical side was amazing. And I should have said something. Do apologize for not being more direct and respectful of you and our relationship. I hope you don't hate me. I know I should have been better about it. And then I replied, thank you for that. I really do appreciate it. So that was good closure. I do wish in retrospect, I'd wait 
needed a little bit longer because like I have that like thing where I just reply to people right away and I can't help it. But I wish I'd let it linger a little bit longer. And then, but I guess that's it. Like, that's I it. mean, that's good. So happy for that closure. So I do recommend like sending those closure texts. Well, and I recommended a movie to end um, High Fidelity, which <gasps> I love. Yes, and then I watched it. It's so good because in the movie, John Cusack is the star and he lives with a woman. They're very serious and they break up and he's, you know, throughout the whole movie, he owns a record store and he and his co-workers who were hilarious they make these like top five lists of like everything like top five like songs for a funeral top five this top five that so in the spirit of that he's thinking about all of his past serious like top five serious relationships or top five worst breakups uh, because this breakup is killing him so he's trying to think like what were the top five breakups that like affected my life right and he's like why what did I do wrong or like right. why did why does nobody want to stay with me right his perspective was like I was the victim right so he decides to go back and start revisiting he calls all of these five women high school girlfriends college girlfriends the first one was like elementary school junior high that's right. But in his going back through and having these like sit down confrontation closure talks with these women, he realized either he had put them on a pedestal and they were actually awful humans like yeah. Charlie. Uh-huh. Or he was the one that wronged the girl or yeah. like the junior high one, the girl that he was with for like a day because it's junior high, he made out with her. And then the next day he saw his best friend making out with her. She ended up marrying that guy and they're still married today. So he was like, it was never supposed to be me in that situation. Mm -hmm. Like, so he got that closure and he, and then it became like a drug. He's like, I need more, right. I need more closure. And then the high school girlfriend that wouldn't give up her virginity, he felt like that was all about him. And then she was like devastated. Because and she ended he, up going and like letting herself be almost raped. Right. Yeah. So I do think that putting yourself out there and like saying exactly what you think to these people, like is better than trying to like. over your head wondering. Yes. It's better, even if they never reply, so that you get to say what you want to say to them. And look, they all replied. They all replied. Now, some of the responses were funnier than others. Like, right. But at least you know. It's like in high fidelity. Like, it was never going to be a thing. And I feel like these people are humans. So even if they are... Are they are? I don't know. I mean, I would think they would be. So, like, even if they're not... Like, the last text of Fuckboy Zero, for example, where I was like, hey, obviously something is really off with you right now. And I just want to let you know, like, if you need something, I'm here. I mean... He didn't reply to that. I don't expect him to. But he's got it. Like, any human that would read that, wouldn't you think it would register on some level? Like, This something. person's worried about me. Right. Like, somebody. Like, this. But it didn't. I mean, it hasn't yet. And I'm not, again, I don't care. I'm not expecting it to. But I can't imagine a human reading that and not having some kind of, like. Reaction. Right. Like, thinking that somebody's being a little bit, like, vulnerable. But it is good you did that. That because now you know so good so I recommend it I recommend like and not being aggressive or accusatory or attacky or passive-aggressive just like getting to say your piece saying your piece and not saying your piece for a response even right knowing you might not get one exactly but just getting it off your chest Okay, next topic. Thoughts on one night stands. Okay. One night stands. <laughs> like, I've had some. And I know that, like, these days, people, feminists, like, we're supposed to embrace our sexuality and um, all supposed to be fine. Anytime I've, like, had a one night stand, I never feel great about it. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's not for me. And I, I don't know. Samantha. She's not a real person. She's a guy. Mm -hmm. She's a guy. Her character truly enjoys just having sex. Again, though, like the gender thing. I can't I take it. I can't take it. Like, I don't think the reason that I don't like one night stands is because I'm a woman. We cannot 100% separate sex from what's going on in our minds and the way we feel about mm -hmm. ourselves. And I think that guys, a lot of them really can. They can literally go out in a week and probably have sex with a different girl every night and not think one thing about it. I hate to think that women can't do the same thing. Well, they can. As I said, 
Samantha. Yeah. That's why I said that. Mm -hmm. But I I guess I said she's like a guy because I think 90% of women, emotion does creep in. But I think the guys that are going out and having one night stands seven nights a week, I mean, I think that they do have issues in other senses. Probably. Yeah. So even if they're not even, they're just not self-aware enough to recognize like, this is not the healthiest thing. But even Jared says every guy, like the first, all they're thinking mm -hmm. about is sex. That's right. But I think that if they... I think it's like an a evolutionary, like, hardwired... I do think so, too. But I think that, like, if a guy was going to go through a week long of just having sex with a different woman every night, I think that if he had any self-awareness and stopped for a second, I don't think he would feel good about himself. I just don't. Because then, like, think about the men that... Think about your sons and your father. Do you think your father would have sex seven, with seven different women on seven nights and ever feel okay about that? No, but my dad's a different kind of person. Okay. What about your sons? I feel like my dad has done that because he was a serial cheater, but he felt horrible See, about it all the time. See, my dad was a Marine and, and very... Okay. But so regardless, like your dad was rigid, but my dad did it, but didn't feel good about it. He wasn't like, like he cheated on my mom all the time and would like confess about it and like feel awful about it. So any of the but men... But I think that's different. I think you're talking about a man who was married and he had the guilt factor because he was married. I'm talking about guys who were in their early 20s who they are a guy with no commitment, no expectation. Okay, let's segue that into, can you really have friends with benefits or go back to old relationships for hookup? And as a woman, I have, I think you can. Like I, I recently did go back and it was so fun and great. I didn't expect anything after it. I don't think that I, like, I don't think that I could go, like, out to a bar or on the apps and meet a different new person every single night and do that all the time. But I think that I could take somebody that I feel safe with on some level and comfortable with, have a night with them. That includes sex. Lines do get blurred, though. I feel feel okay about that. The ex that I had before, this most recent ex the one that cheated on me. Um, When he and I first broke up, I went back to X. Before that, we dated for two years. He wanted to propose to me, Um, but we stayed friends. And he and I hung out like almost every night with him and his friends and we would sleep together and it started getting blurred for him. But yeah, we, we were able to do that. And then also the guy I was talking about, like we were friends and we hooked up one night and then we're friends again and I would probably hook up with him again and I don't have feelings for like wanting a relationship with him. And I mean, he acts like he does, but I don't think he cares that much. Like he... He might though. That's what I'm saying. This guy uh, that I did, he, he might, cared like, I didn't. He's kind of dating somebody else, but every time we text, he's always like, you know, you're my first choice. You know, you just say the word and I'm there. Like he, so I don't know. Like if I said, hey, let's try a relationship. I don't know if he would be like. He'd be all in. Hmm. I bet he would. So like I initially went into this question thinking. But I think that that one person might not be able to. I think Mm -hmm. it's possible for one person to do that. Mm -hmm. And maybe both people not. I think that there's. Maybe. I think it also depends on the length of the relationship and the seriousness of that person. My last fuck boy that I had that night with. Um, that was, I want to do that again, but I don't expect to hear from him during the week. I'm not like expecting anything else from him, but he's somebody that like, I love spending like a night like that with. Yeah. And I will do it again. So it's possible. Yeah. Um, okay. I think that's, then we're good. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for hanging out with us and this was a fun one. Have an awesome day. We'll see you next time. Bye. (laughs)